Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowring and Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, we'd really appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Click that button. Just click. I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody if you click subscribe. I mean, here's a question, though. Have you ever given a review for any of your favorite podcasts? I've done, like, two in my life. Yeah, me too. So, listen, we're not going to get upset if you don't do it. That's right. But, but just it, fucking do it. But it would be great because right now it's it's definitely full of a lot of our friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. like us. Yeah, just kidding. Okay. Um, Penny, how are you doing? Oh, I mean, like, I'm pretty great. Yeah, good. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about life. I also am feeling, re- I think it has to do with the uh, the sunny weather today. Sure, yeah, it's been pissing down with rain for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah. Um, but also the changing of the seasons. Like, I feel as if summer has this really kind of fun party energy and then you go into autumn and you're like, okay, I really feel comfortable knuckling down and doing some really fabulous work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it really has that feeling, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, I could be in the office I for a while. I snuggle up with a cardigan. Yeah. <laughs> I do get excited about sweater weather. Doing some typing. Type, my cardigan. type away, get those headphones on. When I was a little bit drunk the other day, I was on my, uh, it was quite a few weeks ago, to be honest, but I was um, on my laptop shopping and looking at all these outfits that I was going to buy for my work at home days. <laughs> I was like, yes, I need these knitted hot pants. That's hilarious. And then I, luckily I closed the tab. Because things you. can go either way. Yeah, it's but a, a good pair of knitted pants is never a bad idea. Hot pants. Hot pants. So they're literally just keeping your butt warm. Okay, Brittany. <laughs> yes. How are you, bitch? Oh gosh, I had uh, quite a week. Mm-hmm. It's we're you know it's uh, we're just over halfway through the week, so we're almost at the end. <laughs> Otherwise known as almost at the end of the week. We are literally. It's tomorrow's Friday, babe. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's done. So we're pretty much done. So I've been at the office all week, and this is very new because all summer I was traveling, and I was never at the office for longer than, let's say, three to four days at a time. Mm. So now I'm pushing on five days at the office mm. without like an event or yeah, anything yeah. going on, and I'm kind of losing my mind. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. But I actually got to thinking because I, I, how do you usually, when you're at an office, do you stay in one place or do you move around? What's your usual go-to? Mm, so I tend to move around quite a lot, um, especially mm-hmm. if I'm – so at the moment I'm doing lots of decks. I don't know what else you call them, like keynote slide presentations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, It's just important to say slide Slide deck. deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I – I know it's bad for the environment, but I often need to print them out and just oh, like look at lay them. them in front of me. And I'll only do 10 pages at a time, just sections of these usually massive decks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> be mature. Um, and like just lay them out in front of me and like use post-its and use colors and arrows and like illegible symbols. Like yeah. this page needs to go up here and this you, message needs to be stronger and blah, blah, blah. And you'll never recognize when any of it says like an hour from. I need to be acting on that pretty chop. Okay. Soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I mean, like my desk at my current office um, with the startup I'm working with, um, it, there's not a lot of space. So I usually go out into one of the mm. public areas, but that can be pretty distracting and I am easily distracted. Yeah, exactly. So mm. we uh, at AJ and Smart have a really big, beautiful office. Obviously, Penny, you're very familiar with it. Um, 
but it's this open concept. Ah, uh, yeah. Office, open plan. Right? Open plan. Mm. People kind of just work wherever they want to. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of fixed desks. A couple of teams have actual fixed areas. But most people like me just kind of bounce around. And then I got, you know, yesterday I was thinking about it. And I was working on the couch for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, this is maybe a little bit too comfortable. And then I moved to like a, a table. And then I moved to a desk. And I was just sort of, I was like, I can't figure, I can't find my flow yeah. in any of these places. Oh, yeah. And people you. are constantly walking in and everything. And then I got to thinking because, of course, all of this open plan, open concept office became huge, you know, with the tech era, Silicon Valley, Facebook, mm. you know, Google, blah, blah, blah. And then, I mean, a lot of people already know this, but they did a lot of research into mm-hmm. how people actually work best. And the whole idea of the open concept was that, oh, this will make sure we're, like, taking down the walls between the people. And collaborating. Therefore, and sh- we yeah, collaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what's so fascinating is research actually shows it does the exact opposite. So people are trying so hard not to be distracted. So they're using their noise-canceling headphones. They're, like, blocking. They're just looking at their computer constantly and trying not to get distracted by the things around them that actually people are collaborating less. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, I work in a very small office of eight people, mm-hmm. and we do not talk. I mean, a lot of them are software developers, so they don't talk Explains anyway. Yeah. Um, that was a joke, obviously. <laughs> Lots of software developers talk. Yeah, we should laugh because people will think that we're just being, <laughs> yeah. That I is love funny. a good dev. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, we have whole conversations over um, WebEx Teams, which is the, the Slack equivalent. And it's like we are literally sitting one meter. For, everyone's got their headphones on. It's crazy. Because it's like, in a way, I think the modern work culture is so like, you need to be productive. And so people put their headphones on, they're trying to be in their flow, and you don't want to interrupt their flow. Mm-hmm. So by talking, you might be kind of jumping in on what they're doing and messing things up. Whereas for me, Slack and those sort of uh, messaging tools, they were always about kind of getting in the queue. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'll drop this message here. You get to it when you're ready. So it's so, I mean, it's so interesting. Distraction and productivity are a big, big conversation right now Mm because everyone's trying to figure out like, you've got your social media and your phone's buzzing and Slack's buzzing Mm -hmm. and email and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. It's like, when are you supposed to get deep work done? Exactly. And the other thing I found really interesting about, or what I find really interesting about this conversation is not only are people collaborating less, but they're also way more anxious. They're getting less done because they're feeling anxious because everyone around you is trying, everyone's trying to look busy. Mm. You're you're trying to look busy because they look busy. And everybody's just doing this whole pretending to be busy. Yeah. When really they're just sitting there anxious and stressed out that they're not doing enough. Exactly. It's literally, it's actually, I have a couple of crazy numbers. I hope I, yeah. So Harvard Business Study, this is the the Harvard Business School. Um, So the study found that open office reduced face-to-face interactions by about 70%. (laughs) which is nuts. And then according to uh, research at Queensland University of Technology, 90% of employees working in an open floor plan office had high, high levels of stress, conflict, high blood pressure, and more job turnover than, like, n- not open. Yeah. I think um, this actually, do you remember that book Silent by Susan yes. Green? Kane? Susan Kane, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So this all comes back to this idea that... Um, 
offices are so geared towards extroversion. Yes. Um, and I've been talking to a couple of friends lately and like colleagues and they've said, I can't talk in meetings. Like I can't. I I want to say something. I have something to say and it just doesn't come out. Yeah. Because they're introverted or they're shy or they're just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of the silent meeting manifesto? Yes. It's, I mean, I like, remember. it's a pretty cool idea. It's not new. Um, yeah. It's something I think that was invented by Amazon um, and then taken on by Twitter and a couple of other major companies. But basically the concept is that you write, if you're holding the meeting, you write a memo mm-hmm. You don't even ask people to read the memo before the meeting. You take time in the meeting to open up a Google Doc, everybody reads the memo, and then they comment on it. So you're literally not talking. Um, I love that. Apparently, it it like, uh, what's the word? There's much higher engagement. Because actually, when you think about it, and I'd love our listeners to let us know um, if this is the case in their workplace, in meetings, often... Only a few people talk anyway. Mm-hmm. And I definitely know I can be one of those people. Yeah, me too. Which is great now that I have a podcast. I'm a you. talker. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, can I tell you what I've been thinking about? Penny, please tell me. <laughs> I'd love to know. Tell me. Brit just like scrolled down the page and I'm like scrolling back up. I didn't know. I was looking. I was. <laughs> no, I know. I, I know it wasn't. I'm on scanning. It wasn't, it wasn't an overlook. Okay. What's going on with you? I did actually prepare something to say this week. So um, <laughs> I really, really want to say it. Good. So uh, basically I've been thinking about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is such a crucial skill to have um, in life, obviously, in your personal relationships and in any aspect of life. In general. All the time. It's it's good to know what the fuck is going on with yourself. It's lacking in so many people. A hundred percent. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I... This is one of my greatest, most paranoid things is that I am not as self-aware as, but I did have one employer, one manager once who was like, well, that doesn't apply to you because you're very self-aware. So she told me, so hopefully that's still true. Yeah. And I'm not just riding on the coattails of that compliment from five years ago. I think you're pretty self-aware. Okay, cool. But um, anyway, sorry, this isn't about me, but, but, uh, you know, like self-awareness, How do we get it? I think this is the new frontier of work because I've worked with so many people who just have no idea what they're doing. And I have one particular person in my mind who I would classify this person whose gender will not be identified for fear of identifying the person Mm -hmm. is an intelligent person, Mm -hmm. has good ideas, Mm -hmm. has lots of potential, Mm -hmm. but I would classify this person as borderline delusional. Like, there's no ability to reflect on this person's own behavior and how that fits into the context. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me because I'm like, how do we teach this to people? Um, Because if this person (laughs) could just master this one skill, I have a feeling they would go through the roof. Yeah. Um, And they'd they'd be really successful. Um, Bravo for not identifying. God, that was hard work. That was this person. I, that was very, very good. And I um, hope I'm not being a bitch, but like, hundred percent not. You know, I think I, it's. I think it's something that um, some people. It comes more naturally, well, like a lot of things. It comes more naturally to some than to others. Mm. Would you say? Because I would maybe even go like I think I'm also very self aware. Mm. 
And I think you're self-aware, but I also think we sometimes do that thing where we're almost almost too self-aware that yeah. we second it guess ourselves. anxiety. Yes, exactly. Mm. It's mm. like, I definitely think we both have a little bit of that kind of mm. anxious, like, oh, I hope that that didn't come off wrong yeah. or that I didn't offend someone or whatever. So that's interesting. I don't know. I, and, and yeah, it is interesting because it's kind of like, if you have no self-awareness, is that a sense of entitlement? Is it mm. arrogance? Is it like overconfidence? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Very. And then also, um, speaking of self-awareness, I am totally aware <laughs> that this is this podcast recommendation is literally two years late. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very old episode, but um, if I'm honest, I listen to some startup and business podcasts and they just make me feel depressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I am a person who, like, I struggle between, you know, like the traps of work yes. and success and traditional ticking boxes in life. Mm-hmm. And I struggle between that and my natural ambition, right? Yeah. Um, I am an ambitious person. I like to achieve things and I like to make progress. And I sometimes question, you know, how I fit into all of that and how work fits into all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to an episode of How I Built This um, with Guy Raz from NPR. This is going to be no revelation. Everyone, I would say, knows this podcast. It's pretty successful. I would successful. say that everybody knows it. Okay, well, there's going to be some a people. Couple. Okay, yeah. well, welcome. It, it's a very yeah, it's a very <laughs> well known podcast. Yeah, but it's doing pretty good. They yeah. have ads. <laughs> we'll we'll have ads one day. We got an email. I'll tell you about it later. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you, Someone wants to do ads with Uber Russian. Yeah. Okay, that's German for surprise. Um, okay, so this episode of How I Built This is Five Hour Energy Manush Bhagava, uh, which we'll link in the show notes because I almost certainly mispronounced that. Um, basically, I never would have listened to this because the idea of energy drinks repulses me and I don't, yeah. it doesn't excite me at all, right? Yeah. But this guy, um, he's Indian-American, I think. Yeah. Um, and basically... His story is just fantastic. He is the most humble, self-aware, non-aggrandizing, unaggrandizing person. Couldn't tell you which one that I was. <laughs> just, I just wanted to be in his world because it's yeah. so common to hear these people. Like the thing is, the next episode of How I Built This that I listened to was Whitney Wolf from Bumble, right? How was it? Was it okay, that episode? So, I mean, like... She just got lucky. She just got really fucking lucky. Oh, yeah. Then she, uh, and then she got unlucky in that she was sexually harassed at Tinder. Mm-hmm. So she was a, Whitney Wolf was a co-founder of Tinder. The founder harassed her and she left with a massive payout and then she started Bumble. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and also if you listen to her story, like nothing that she does, I, I hope Bumble don't hate me for this, but nothing that she did in the early stages of Tinder in her marketing efforts were re- revolutionary or interesting. She was literally running around handing out flyers, flyers to people. Yeah, but sometimes so, that's what sure, it is. Sure, you know? but okay. still, I mean, like, it it didn't interest me at all. I quit right. the episode after about 15 minutes. Okay. Um, but compared to that, I was like, this guy, he, he bought a garbage truck when he was... Yeah. 16 or something? 16. I don't know. Like, he really worked his way up. There was no privilege backing him. It wasn't like Elizabeth Holmes who went to friends and family to raise millions of dollars, which is something we don't talk about, like these rich 
white people who have access to friends and family rounds yes. of millions of dollars to start their business. It makes a massive difference, obviously. Yeah. I also agree. I loved the episode. I listened to it this morning on my way to work after Good. you recommended it. Yeah. And I thought I basically it was forced Britney to. Yeah. I was like, now! <laughs> She's like, do it! So I did it. And um, one thing I really, really loved about it as well is when he talks about, um, it's kind of near the end. It's not a, you know, there's no kind of... Uh, spoilers, obviously, mm, but he mm. talks about how he's not going to um, mm. give his child any Fabulous. money. Fabulous. And his kid is like, no, it's fine. I don't want any of your money. And Good. I was just like, oh my God, I love these people. And also I love that he, the way he downplays his achievements, which yes. I don't necessarily think anyone should feel obliged to do. Like no. I'm very proud of some of my achievements, but... I like the way he's like, it's just business. It's yeah. not rocket science. Yeah. If you learn the tricks, then you can make the bets. Yeah. And I love, he says at one point, you, I fell down and my face hit the pavement so many times or something like yes, that. Yes. And I just got back up every time, every time. And I was like, yes, that's life. Failure is so okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, I just was, I really needed that this week. It was so good. That was terrible. We have to do it again. <laughs> God, what's up with our cheers? Can we just leave all of those in there? Yes. They're ridiculous. Amazing. Hi, Brittany and Penny. I have a more general question about behaviour in a work setting. I find it really irritating when people I work with or people who are applying for a position are super, super cocky about their abilities. When people talk themselves up a lot, it comes off as arrogance to me. But then again, I think confidence is super important at work. Sometimes I wish I could be more comfortable and confident with my boss and colleagues, but I would hate for people to think, geez, somebody likes themselves. Do you like my voiceover? Love it. Um, so where do you draw the line? Excited to hear what you think. Erica. <gasps> okay, okay, so I made Brittany, because Brittany has the Instagram following, I made her put... Mm -hmm. a question about topics up and this came in through yeah and I was like all of the like we had a whole bunch of things to choose and we were like this is the winner it's such a good topic it's so good I think about it all the time I especially it's very front of mind for me yes because of the daily interactions I've had for the past five years yeah of course (laughs) and I would say that we're definitely confident women Mm. um so we I mean and I personally do worry about that feeling that of this like that people will think I look arrogant or that I think I'm just the best this guy told me the other day that I have a god complex whoa it's okay though he was German I don't think he really understood the and I challenged him on it and then he backed down pretty fucking quickly what did you say back I scared the shit out of him basically (laughs) I was like don't you or I will curse you Amazing. I strike him with lightning. Amazing. Because I am God. Yeah. Jokes. Sorry. I mean, I love, I, I have met a lot of arrogant people in business. I have met a lot of confident people. And I think, like, what would you say? Okay, first, before you say what you think the big difference is, because there's, I know you're going to have lots to say about this. I have, a, I have an exact quote. Yeah, good. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. I would like to read just a quick, I, I looked You Googled it, didn't you? Yeah. All right, go I on. I Googled it because I was like, I want to know what Google has to say. Google or, yeah. I mean, or just people Hit on me. the internet. Okay. What do you got? 
So confidence can be described as a belief in oneself and the ability to succeed. Mm -hmm. Being confident is to possess a realistic sense of one's capacity and feel secure in that knowledge. Great. Arrogance. Yes. I mean, like, I love confidence. That was great, right? Everybody gets some confidence. Yeah, totally. So arrogance is having or revealing an exaggerated self of one's own importance. An exaggerated sense. Oh, did I say self? Yeah. Uh, Having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's one's own importance or abilities. Okay, so I totally agree with confidence. My best, yeah. you do? No, you? I do okay, as well, good. and I agree that arrogance needs a bit of, we need to Okay, so I've got the perfect thing for arrogance. Oh, and so when I was a gymnast, I think I was like 11 years old. I don't know why, but I asked one of the assistant coaches what being arrogant was. Oh, that's really... I can't remember the context. Okay. But she was this great lady. She was the sort of person that could... Um, press pressure points in your palm and make a headache go away. Wow. Go away. Sorry, I didn't say that properly. Anyway, she was a real guru. Can't remember her name, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she said, confident... uh, Sorry, arrogance is being proud to the point of being rude. Oh, interesting. Don't you think, though? Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I do think it's like, I think I'm so great... That you're less great than me and I'm not interested in what you have to say and you should listen to me. Yeah. I think that, so there was this, of course, when I was Googling, a lot of really great articles, by the way, came up and I'll put a few in the show notes. Uh Um, But one that came up was just an image, Mm -hmm. two images, sorry, one person who's confident Uh and one person who has an arrogant look. So it was like just sort of... Facial... Yeah. Okay. The confident person is standing tall, Mm -hmm. right? Tall, shoulders... Uh, you know, uh, chest open, mm. or I don't know, what what do you call Shoulders that? Shoulders back. Shoulders back, thank mm. you. I'm doing it right now, if you can't tell, she by is. my voice. Uh, smiling, okay? So yeah. it's smiling, it's standing tall, whatever. The arrogant person is standing tall and broad-shouldered, but looking down. down. Yeah. And having this kind of <laughs> very serious look as well, but mm. also looking down. And I think that was such a perfect mm. description of the difference. Mm. You know, arrogance is condescending. Yes. It's thinking that you're better. A hundred percent. And I think it just stems from insecurity. It definitely does. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, I mean, something that I love to think about when I'm trying to be less arrogant and more confident is the idea that I am really, I'm here for my clients. Yes. I like what they have to say. I'm interested in what they have to say. And with my friends, I'm like, you know, this is a conversation. It's not a it's not a monologue. Yeah. Um, it's not you're not lucky to be here sitting and listening to me. I am lucky for us to be having a conversation. Yeah. It's about both of us. Um and I think the people that strike me as arrogant are not interested in listening at all. Yeah. They don't think that anyone else has something important to add. Um, They're sitting there waiting until they can speak they can again. Speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just interrupted you. I'm <gasps> and like, I was just fake. And I was just sitting here waiting until I could say that. <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't. Here's Brittany and I obsessing over our behavior, yeah. trying Are to be perfect people. Are we being arrogant? I also, I, I, so something came up. A thought came up when I read this letter, um, and that was. There was a discussion that I witnessed recently where um, someone was saying, you know, you should really learn the language of your client. Mm -hmm. You should really, you should learn the kind of speak that they use, right? And then the other person was saying, 
No, you shouldn't. Mm. You should be confident enough in your ability to say, hey, just I'm, I'm not a part of this industry. It depends of obviously what your client uh, relationship is or where you're coming in. But if you're coming in from the outside to do something unique that they aren't used to, mm. then you won't speak the same business language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have the confidence to say like, just talk to me as if I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. So really, and to be confident enough to say like, dumb it down for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is pretty intense. And, oh, yeah. You know, for me, I would, I would definitely or would have before hearing this, would have leaned more into the direction of pretending I knew what everybody was talking yeah. about and then yeah. freaking out because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I mean, I'm me? lucky because I work in a role where my whole job is talking to all types of different people yeah. about all types, like energy companies, telecommunications companies, banking companies, blah, blah, blah. And so right off the bat, I'm like, can you explain that to me? I have no idea. Yeah. And they're just like, yep, sure. Because I don't have enough time in the day to learn all industries all the time. Yeah. So that's something that I have developed over years and that's a confidence thing that I've yes. developed over years. Yes. Um, I think confidence, like one thing that really stood out to me in this letter at the end where you say, I'd hate for people to think, geez, somebody likes themselves. I mean, I was quite shocked by that because I would like you to like yourself. Yeah. I'd like to work with people who like themselves. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't like to work with people who think they're fucking awesome and everyone else can go to hell. Mm -hmm. But if you like yourself, fabulous. Yeah. Um, I think confidence as well, you have to kind of assess where you're at age-wise, experience-wise, education-wise. Have you got something that stacks up in some way, right? Like you don't necessarily have to have a master's degree and a PhD and 20 years of work experience to have confidence. Totally. But you do have to have um, some, (laughs) it's almost like you have to have some verified accounts of your abilities. I totally agree. Um, And this kind of comes back to the self-awareness thing. Like, are you making up that you're really good at something or have you been told in performance reviews and have you been um, told by managers and has that been verified by other people? Yeah. Um, and if so, I think for Erica, I would love to see you write down, um, and this is something I recommend, used to recommend to my careers coaching people that I used to coach, my clients, um, sit down and just write down all of the achievements that you made in your last job and then just start um, looking at the common themes. So sometimes you'll see you know, like I managed to uh, do incredible stakeholder management Mm -hmm. on a number of occasions. Like Mm -hmm. I got this bunch of people together that didn't want to work together and I made them work really nicely as a team. That's an area where you can know that you should be confident in. Yes. That's a strength. Yes. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I love it. I, I really love it a lot. I think for me, what really hit home Um, when I thought about it was that confidence comes from a place of like positivity and knowing yourself and your abilities, being aware of what you're good at. And arrogance comes from this place of insecurity and fear that Mm. you might be caught out or you might not look like an idiot. Exactly. Mm. I think that when you ask yourself that question, it'll become very obvious. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great question. I love this question so much. I mean, tangibly, I think that it's I think if you're even asking the questions, it's probably you're probably you're not, not a jerk. An yeah, loser. there's this uh, <laughs> there's this book by um, John Ronson, which I recommend everyone read just for Ooh. fun. It's not a workbook. Oh, okay. It's called The Psychopath Test, and it's Ooh, all about uh, psychopaths, 
how they've evolved over history and the idea of psychopaths in the workplace. So <gasps> they have this great, um, John Ronson does this great investigation on uh, a CEO that was hired to run Sunbeam, you know, the, the electronic appliance company. Right. He was hired by stakeholders because he was merciless. Mm-hmm. He, they were losing money and they were like, let's hire this guy. He seems to actually enjoy firing people. Like he would sort of torture people and play with them oh emotionally. God, that's awful. So it's, it's just a fucking great story. I really, <laughs> I mean, it's got some prisoners in there as well, which is really great. So basically, at the end of the book, John Ronson, who is a writer, says, and if you're sitting here asking yourself if you're a psychopath, you're definitely not. Like, that's the classifying factor. It's it's kind of like, you know, those people who are like, oh, did I talk too much? And you're like, no, you're fine because you're so onto it. But the people who do, anyway, sorry. So the people who aren't, so the people who are like, I'm definitely not a psychopath. They're probably the psychopaths. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Ooh, much. I love that. You guys have to read it. It's a real page turner. Mm. Uh, do you have it? Can I borrow it? I had it in Australia. I read it a couple of years ago and then um, my friend borrowed it and never gave it back. Oh, I hate that. But I'll buy you a copy. All right. You're going to go and then I'm going to go. Yeah? I said a hip. Ha. A hip to the hip to the bip bip bop. We're happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't your own rap. You just took a okay. song that you already knew. Okay, but that. But. We're, okay, okay. <laughs> we're we're Penny and Brit. We're happy hour. We talk about careers, <laughs> but we're. Co- I mean, that is a real rap, Penny. Okay. Now she's giving me this look <laughs> oh like God, I failed. That was so bad. Okay, we'll come back with a better rap next time. Better rap next time. You guys are great. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I tried to say like a little bit less in this episode. Yeah. So hopefully you noticed. Yeah. And also... Um, I didn't because fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Penny's right. Penny's being confident. Maybe arrogant. About. <laughs> Borderline. I like it. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.